Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. It is written that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us, to learn about the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, the holy and anointed Lamb of God, the light of the world, the Savior of mankind. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.org or call us at 678-692-8870. You can also write to us at CPM Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. We look forward to hearing from you, and we pray that these messages of truth touch your lives. If you have been moved by these biblical teachings, please visit our forums online at covenantpeoplesministry.org and sign up to follow us on our YouTube channel, Covenant People. Thank you for joining us for another CPM broadcast. And now, here is our pastor, Jeremy Visser, with our next Bible study. Hello, dear friend, and thank you for joining me. I'm Pastor Visser, and today we're going to be taking a look at the 97th Psalm. This is a Psalm of David. And much can be learned from these 12 verses. So we're going to look at this and dissect exactly what it is that King David is saying. Because he begins by saying in verse 1 of the 97th Psalm, Yahweh reigns, let the earth rejoice, let the many coastlands be glad. And that right there is why I'm bringing you this study. Do you understand That Yahweh reigns in light of everything else, in light of Trump and Hillary and even the devil having his day down here on God's green earth. Understand, Yahweh reigns. Psalm 97 verse 1 says, The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice. The earth should rejoice in that fact, knowing that Yahweh reigns, because He is the supreme judge. He is the creator and the beginning and the end of his Israelite people. Therefore, a genuine Christian will strive to have Yahweh reign. We seek God's kingdom on earth. Not only does the first verse of Psalm 97 say that Yahweh reigns, it says that the earth should rejoice, and the many coastlands should be glad. Verse 2. Clouds and thick darkness are all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of His throne. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of Yahweh's throne. Therefore, wherever Yahweh sits, He is king. And the surrounding area where He sits is His dominion. That is why what I preach is considered to be the kingdom message. Because we are desiring for that kingdom to be ushered in. We know that Yahweh is the basis of all righteousness and justice. They are the very foundation of His throne. That is one reason why the earth should rejoice knowing that the Lord reigns. Because man will not judge rightly. Yahweh God will, in fact, Justice and righteousness are the foundation of His throne. If justice and righteousness are the foundation of Yahweh's very throne, where He sits, 
where the law and the mercy seat abide, then who do you think is the foundation of man? Perhaps unrighteousness and injustice? Well, let's keep reading. Verse 3. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries all around. Let's read that one more time. Fire goes before him, and that same said fire burns up his adversaries. Yahweh has adversaries, my friend. We better get that right. Luke 19.27 confirms that. Yeshua has enemies. Throughout every generation, there are men and women who strive to see the obliteration of God's morality, the obliteration of His throne, which is founded on righteousness and justice, and that way they can rule diametrically opposed to Yahweh God, and they can empower evil. But Yahweh hates evil, and we're going to prove that today. Not only does Yahweh hate evil, but the fire that goes before him, it burns up his adversaries. Perhaps you're reminded of the minor prophet Obadiah, because he says in verse 18, The house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau stubble. They shall burn them and consume them, and there shall be no survivor for the house of Esau. For Yahweh hath spoken. So here, in Psalm 97, verse 3, we learn, Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries all around. That is because Yahweh God is a consuming fire. We are not singed in that fire, that brightness of his coming, but the wicked the most assuredly are. That is why we learn that the house of Esau has a perpetual curse pronounced against them. So, before we even move on, let's establish that. There are enemies to Yahweh, our Heavenly Father. Therefore, there are enemies to His sons and daughters. And even though Christ would teach us to love our enemies, just understanding and acknowledging that we have enemies in 2016 is quite a feat. Because for the most part, we walk around with our head in the sand saying, well, no one despises me and I don't want to have an enemy. My friends, we must understand that any enemy to Yahweh God is an enemy to you and I. And while we may seek to get along peaceably with all men, that is not possible in every circumstance. Therefore, understanding and acknowledging that we have enemies to our faith, to our way of life, to our written word, and to our God will help us in understanding that we are not equal in the eyes of God. Some have committed sins unto death. Some are evil bastards who do nothing but try to obliterate Christianity. So, there is a form of fire that goes around Yahweh because He is that consuming fire. His throne is founded on righteousness and justice. That is why In spite of what modern Christendom says, that Yahweh God loves everybody equally and indiscriminately, that is not the case. Verse 4 continues, His lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. Very interesting statement, is it not? Because if the earth sees and trembles, the lightnings that light up the world that are sent by Yahweh God, then the earth is more in tune with Yahweh than we are oftentimes. 
For all of creation groans for the revealing of the sons of God. It is up to us to understand. And up to us to choose our destiny. Because Yahweh God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He always will be. And Yahshua said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. So, verse 4 reminds us, Yahweh's lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. So also should we walk around in awe of our heavenly creator, understanding the magnificent things that he has done. Things such as lightning and sending the rain and the latter rain. What else? Verse 5. The mountains melt like wax before Yahweh, before the Lord of all the earth. Even the mountains will roll back, but yet man will declare war on Yahweh God, feeling that he is so much greater than his Creator. And how futile is that when we understand that we only have, maybe, if we're lucky, 80 to 100 years down here. Becoming adversarial to Yahweh God, becoming His enemy, is pure suicide, my friend, but yet it does not stop people from doing that. What David is saying in the 97th Psalm is that Yahweh God is in control of all things. Fire, lightning. And he says in verse 5, that the mountains will melt like wax before Yahweh before the Lord of all the earth. Now, two different terms are used here in verse 5 of Psalm 97. The Lord, or the Tetragrammatron, in all capitals, and regular Lord, meaning that Yahweh is Lord of all the earth. And many people despise this terminology, the Lord, because they believe that it is a perversion of the sacred name. But what we need to understand is that if it is the sacred name of God, Lord then appears in all capitals. But not every instance of the word Lord means Baal or means Yahweh. In fact, when we learn that Yahweh is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings, who do you think that is? What I'm saying is Lord is not an erroneous title. It can be used erroneously to obfuscate the sacred name of Yahweh, and verse 5 confirms that. The mountains melt like wax before Yahweh, before the Lord of all the earth, meaning that Yahweh is the Lord, or overseer, of this earth. Thus, He is in control of lightnings, He is in control of the fire that goes and burns up His adversaries, and He is in control of clouds and thick darkness. Whether the day is gloomy or the day is bright and sunny, Yahweh is what? He is the Lord of all the earth. And we can rest within that statement. Our Father is in control of all things. He will not leave nor forsake you. He will only lead you into the path that He has outlined for you. It is our job to seek His will for us. And Yahweh's will of course, is outlined in Deuteronomy and Leviticus. We need to proclaim His righteousness because even the heavens proclaim such righteousness. In fact, verse 6 confirms that. The heavens proclaim His righteousness and all the people see His glory. Notice, verse 6 doesn't say some of the people or only the Israelite people see His glory. 
This is the just and the unjust, the righteous and the unrighteous. Whether they acknowledge Yahweh God is an entirely different story altogether. But the entire earth realizes that whether it's conscious or do not. They realize Yahweh sends the rain because they can see the rain. They realize that Yahweh controls fire and sends lightning, something that man cannot mimic. And even though oftentimes a wicked man will not attribute those works to Yahweh God and will not consider Him to be the Lord of all the earth as He should, verse 7 reminds us that even the heavens proclaim His righteousness because you merely need to look up to the sky to see stars, to see clouds, to see the firmament and realize that man can't mimic or create that. They can't counterfeit what Yahweh does. So it comes down to acknowledgement. And that is what David is relaying in the 97th Psalm. Who do you acknowledge is the Lord of the earth? Even the heavens proclaim God's righteousness. And all people, everybody, from the Goyim to the covenant people, all of them are able to understand, because it truly does rain upon the just and the unjust. And it is Yahweh God who sends the rain and the latter rain. But we worship Yahweh God. We worship Him in spirit and truth. And we grow in our relationship with our Heavenly Father from His Word, what is codified. But many people out there come in and they say, you know what, I don't believe in Yahweh God. And that doesn't make them inherently evil. Granted, there are some Satanists. But so also do many of our race go after an image or an icon. They bow to graven images. And a graven image can be anything that we spend more time with than Yahweh God. Which is why we learn in verse 7 of the 97th Psalm, All worshippers of images are put to shame who make their boast in worthless idols. Worship Him, all you gods. Worship Him, all you gods. Now, perhaps you've never heard this type of statement before. But the fact that there are other gods is scriptural. Very, very scriptural. And we don't really have time today. But I can give you a few places to look regarding this. For example, Psalm 82, verse 1 says, quote, Yahweh stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. End quote. That's the 82nd Psalm, first verse, and it proves that there are other gods, and that Yahweh God judges among them. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship, be sure to write to us at CPM Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.org where you will find direct access to our extensive selection of audio sermons. You can also listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast on your mobile audio devices. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, please make your checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry or use the donate button on our website to use PayPal. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all, 
So we hope that you will allow him to lead your life. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply his words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. That's the 82nd Psalm first verse, and it proves that there are other gods, and that Yahweh God judges among them. Whether they're a graven image, whether they're your car, your spouse, your job, or Satan himself. How about this statement that David makes? It's in the 135th Psalm, verse 5. Quote, I know that Yahweh is great, and that our Lord is above all other gods. End quote. So, understand that if there were not other gods, the first commandment would not be, Thou shalt not have other gods before me. There are other gods, but Yahweh God is in control of all of them. And all worshippers of images, as opposed to Jesus Christ, will be put to shame, because they do not run the race. And those that make their boast in worthless idols, they need to learn to worship Yahweh God. Because He is God of gods and Lord of lords, my friend. The earth understands Yahweh. And an Adamite man is born to die. What he does with the time he has as he lives is very important to Yahweh God. Now, I'm not espousing a works-based salvation, but I am saying that works avail you much because faith without works is dead. But all worshippers of images, or graven images, idols in short, or those that make their boast within them, need to worship Him, Yahweh. So, Man can even worship himself as a lowercase god. That's why this commandment is here. Worship him, all you gods. Because at the end of the day, all the lowercase gods are subject to Yahweh. And only a fool would go after an eastern religion. Right? Why? Verse 8. Zion hears and is glad. And the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Yahweh. Are we able to have that type of faith? Being the body of Yahshua. We already learned in the first verse, Yahweh reigns, let the earth rejoice, and let the many coastlands be glad. The reason for that is because Zion hears and is glad, and the daughters, or the offspring of the Judeans, the Israelites in short, they rejoice. And they rejoice because of Yahweh's judgment. Because of Yahweh's judgment. Notice, verse 8 comes directly after David says, All worshippers of idols are to be put to shame. And ultimately, in the day of the Lord, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Why? Because of Yahweh's judgments. Verse 9. For you, O Yahweh, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Notice, Psalm 97, verse 9. Yahweh is exalted far above all other gods, meaning there are other gods in the Bible. Many of them are mentioned by name, as in the case of Molech, Dagon, Astaroth, Astarte, many others. But God is above them all, 
And only a fool would worship the creation as opposed to he who created. So we have more power. Yahweh controls the earth. He controls lightnings. He controls clouds. He controls fire. And the fire of Yahweh will burn his adversaries. The reason for that is provided here in verse 8 and 9. Zion, a polite way of saying the Christian body or the church, but the multitude of believers. We hear and we're glad and the daughters of Judah rejoice because God's judgments are true. Meaning that man's judgments rarely are. Now on the rare occasion a man may come in and render righteous judgment for Yahweh. But overall, at the end of the day, man rules opposite of Yahweh. They protect what Yahweh hates. And they persecute those whom Yahweh loves. They call evil good and good evil. And Christ would say, woe unto them. For you, O Yahweh, are most high over all the earth. You are the greatest God of all because you are God of gods, King of kings, Lord of lords. You control every man's destiny, including vessels of dishonor. Therefore, Yahweh is to be exalted above all other gods, and I assure you, in the day of the Lord, He will be. Perhaps He is not right now, and perhaps He's even vilified within the media and on the mainstream radio. But the truth of Yahweh is fixed, and that truth is what we've covered today. If you violate the first and second commandment, well, you're not going to be found within the coming kingdom because all worshipers of images are to be put to shame. And they will be. And let me interject right here. We should shame them as we walk. That is part of our job description. If you know somebody who bows to a false god, and believe me, there are many of them, from Freemasons to Jehovah's Witnesses, all the way up to those who go to Aunt LaVey's Church of Satan. If you know people like that, or have dealings with them, then shame them as you go. Every time they fall flat on their face, tell them, it's because you're worshipping idols, sticks, my friend, not the ever-living God, not the head of all gods, and not He who is the ultimate judge. We are to love Yahweh God. In fact, it is commanded here in Psalm 97, verse 10. O you who love Yahweh, hate evil. Just as Yahshua taught, you cannot serve God and mammon, or you'll hate one and love the other. So we learn that every man, woman, or child of Yahweh God who loves Him will hate evil. You cannot serve both, my friend in spite of what the Judeo-Christians tell you by saying, hey, it doesn't matter if you sin. You don't even have to repent. God accepts you just as you are. That's a lie, my friend. Because if you truly love Yahweh, you're going to hate evil. Naturally, you're going to despise mammon or love it less. Because the love of money is the root of all evil. But that is a commandment here that we should live by. That all of Christendom and the entire Christian body of faithful believers should apply. You who love the Lord, hate evil. You must hate evil in order to love Yahweh. And if you love evil, then you hate Yahweh. Psalm 97 verse 10. O you who love Yahweh, hate evil. 
He preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Who does Yahweh? Not man. Now you can go and put all your money down on a doctor and it will avail you nothing. You can go and hire yourself an attorney and you may or may not be able to overcome your court case. But Yahweh is he who delivers his children from the hand of the wicked. Understand that before anything else. Seek Yahweh first and his kingdom and everything else will be added unto you. And so it stands. Seek deliverance from the wicked. In context, those that make their boast and worthless idols and worship them. By Yahweh. Yahweh will do that. And Yahweh will do that for what? Notice the terminology. O you who love the Lord hate evil, because he preserves the lives of his saints. So we can logically deduct that a saint is one who loves Yahweh and despises or eschews evil, because he understands, and I hope you do as well, my friend, that Yahweh preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. There are wicked people. But Yahweh is in control of all things, because He truly is sovereign. So, what else can be said? Verse 11, Light is sown for the righteous, and joy for the upright in heart. Light is sown for the righteous. Yahshua would say, I am the light of the world. Whosoever abides within me will not abide within darkness. That light that Yahshua is, is sown for the righteous, you and I. And if we accept Yahshua, then we have a straight path and a fast track to Yahweh God. For you, O Yahweh, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted above all gods. The light is sown for the righteous and joy for the upright in heart. Peter would use the terminology joy unspeakable. We should have joy unspeakable in Jesus Christ. And that joy is only if we're upright in heart. Understand that point, deliverance. If you love the Lord and hate evil, then light is sown for the righteous and joy for the upright in heart. And then David concludes the 97th Psalm with verse 12. Rejoice in Yahweh, O you righteous, and give thanks to His holy name. Now many people are not aware that Yahweh has a holy name. And we've covered it today several times. For example, there's no denying in verse 5 of Psalm 97 that both the Tetragrammatron, or the sacred name of God, being transliterated as Lord is there, but also the general lowercase Lord of all the earth. That is Yahweh. Yahweh is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And we are commanded to rejoice in Yahweh. That is, if we're righteous, And the righteous who love the Lord will hate evil, and they will give thanks to His holy name. So, how can we apply that? If we're in life and we get a raise, thank Yahweh before you thank your boss. If you're in hot water and you go to court and you are shown mercy, thank Yahweh God before the judge. Because Yahweh is He who leads both the wicked and the righteous. So, be led of Yahweh. Seek His will. Faith without works is dead once more, according to James. And if faith without works is dead, then those that have no works to their credit 
are faithless. And a way of having works is to hate evil, for example. To understand that light is sown for the righteous. Light shines on the deeds of darkness, and usually like cockroaches, the wicked will scurry. So, whenever you find yourself requiring a little extra faith, or you're lacking faith, turn to the 97th Psalm. And be assured that if we hate evil and love the righteous, then Yahweh God will preserve our life. Verse 10, O you who love Yahweh, hate evil. He preserves the lives of His saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. If you require to be delivered from the hand of the wicked, then the only way to do that is to go to He who is Most High, my friend, Most High. For you, O Yahweh, are Most High over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. So understand that there are other gods. In fact, there's another Jesus out there. Paul taught that. That the Jesus that the majority of the world worship and adore is not the Yahshua of the Bible. And, Lord willing, (laughs) this ministry will continue to expose the deeds of darkness and these false bogus gods that are no more than idols and icons and stumbling blocks to our people, the Israelites. And so, dear friends, if you haven't already, please consider a tithe of support or a donation to this ministry. It is most assuredly needed and greatly appreciated right now. Remember, in conclusion, that light is sown for the righteous and joy for the upright in heart. Yahweh is near to those of a contrite spirit. Yahweh loves His children that have joy within Him. So until we meet again, strive to have joy and be upright in heart. Acknowledge that Yahshua truly is the Son of Righteousness, as the final chapter of the Old Testament confirms. Light is sown for you and I. So, until next time, this is Pastor Visser from Brooks, Georgia, and the Covenant People's Church and Gathering, wishing you and your entire family great studies, war for Christ. Amen. Covenant People's Ministry Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online ministry's website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.org, and share your Christian testimonies, or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible study lessons and enjoy many other Christian resources through the church's website. If you would like to write to us, send your comments and queries to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205, or reach us by telephone at 678-692-8870. We thank you for your prayers and offerings. And we pray that all of you have been touched by these messages and continue to share the words of the gospel with your friends and family. Thanks again, and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen.